Emoji have been called the first language born of the digital world. Over 3,000 picture characters in Japanese, e picture emoji characters, available to add emotional nuance to written communication. They first appeared on Japanese mobile phones at the turn of the millennium so long ago and are now an everyday part of the way some of us communicate. Jeremy Burge has been called the Samuel Johnson of emoji, the emoji maestro. Ten years ago, he started the reference site Emojipedia. Soon it had millions of page views, people wanting to increase their knowledge of the cultish digital language. He sold Emojipedia a couple of years ago to Zedge for an undisclosed amount, which usually means a lot of money. Q emoji for loads of dosh. But he remains a leading authority on emoji use, uh, their history, their social history. Um, he's currently living on a narrow boat somewhere in the UK. Are you there, Jeremy? <laughs> Good morning. What a what an intro. I'm surprised uh, we, you we can't. Everything I'm I can go you, now. <laughs> I'm surprised you can't afford a fat boat. Ah, <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I mean, you, you do get them. I'm on one of the narrow canals. You know, you gotta you gotta get on some bigger rivers for those. I wouldn't fit one right here. That sounds good fun. Lovely to be here. Now we've got a series of emoji on our web page so that people can have a look at them. And I just wanted to ask you because it's like it's a language that not everybody understands, right? So here's one, and it is a melting emoji. What is that used for? Oh, I love a melting emoji. It's quite a new one. I don't know. Have you used this one yourself, Kim? No. Is this one in your emoji repertoire? No. When you're messaging your friends? Look, I don't even... <laughs> I mean, I'm going to ask you to explain the difference between GIFs and emojis because the only mm. thing I've used is some horse whose head explodes and the balloons come out the top, and that's not <laughs> even an emoji. So, it's you know, you're talking, you know what it, <laughs> you're talking to, you know, I'm not the best on the whole emoji thing. Tell me about the melting that face emoji. That does sound emoji. fun. Ah. That does sound fun. The ah. melting face emoji, uh, like a lot of new emojis, there's a lot of criteria. And what you want to prove when you want to get one approved is that it has multiple uses. So when this was proposed, uh, the co-authors of the proposal, yes, there's a full documentation behind every emoji. They suggested it was sort of ambiguous. It sort of smiling as you, you melt into oblivion to some degree. It's a little bit um, grim in that way, but it's also, uh, it could be a lighthearted take on someone sends you something and you find it a little bit amusing, but a little bit not. And uh, they also pointed out climate change. It could uh, just be a hot, I'm so hot, I'm melting away. No, well, that was what I was wondering. Stephen Fry called, and I think it's the Unicode Consortium. You were on the Unicode Emoji Subcommittee. I think Stephen Fry called it the Academy Francaise of Emoji, and it does sound, you know, quite serious. It's a serious business, isn't it? It is serious business. All the major tech companies have to get there to standardise each one, and that's what you said about your exploding horse, the the gif you had there. Ah. I guess it's almost a bit antiquated now, where we can send any image already. So emojis, despite them being the reason they're popular, is you can use them in any text field, so anywhere that supports text. 
supports an emoji, but I don't think they'd be invented today. I think that they're sort of of their time and they're popular because we can use them anywhere. And these tech companies, Apple, Google, Microsoft, they get together to standardize them and we can use them. But I don't know, you're right. When we can send any image, it, it diminishes them in some way that we can send the exploding head horses or exploding head cows or exploding head anything now. As, um, as young people will, they've kind mm. of adopted emojis and made their own secret language out of them. So there are certain things that um, boomers will do and young people will say, <laughs> oh, God, no, don't do that. So give me a couple of etiquette points for boomers. So, so I guess one of them that is a bit, uh, the, the obvious one, the one that's sort of dragged out a lot, and I think this isn't happening as much anymore, is the laughing, crying emoji that sometimes uh, in the past, it's very small, and perhaps some people might have had parents or grandparents or anyone mistake it for a genuinely crying emoji that's no, sad. No, no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's laughing till you cry. It is. So that one, I think people have kind of got the hang of now. That's quite, it is the most popular emoji. I would say one is a little tip for your listeners. If anyone is tempted to use, there's a smiling emoji, but it's not smiling that much. It's a very subtle little smile. And I would, uh, more of the, the younger generations tend to use it as a little bit of, not quite sarcastic, but it's sort of a little bit psychotic. Let's say you're, you're uh -huh. smiling through the pain. Okay. Yet some people would use it very sincerely trying to send a genuine smile and there's so many smiles on there i would just say maybe pick one with some blushing cheeks or the happy eyes not just the two dots and the little thin uh smile there because it could be interpreted as as not a happy emoji at all all right how did mm. how did the aubergine acquire sexual connotations <laughs> This is one that has been really hard to track down. The peach emoji also sort of had the same sort of thing for people's behind. And that uh, really took off on Twitter. Uh, and then the aubergine, I think it may have been the same sort of circumstance. That but, it wasn't but, intended but, like that in Japan. But did somebody submit the aubergine to the Unicode emoji subcommittee? And That's an the, excellent the, question. And, yeah. and no, they didn't. <laughs> oh, it's a rogue. <laughs> the, it's a rogue emoji. It is rogue. All the original, if you look at the keyboard today, it's so confusing because some of them you understand why they're there and others you look at them and you think, who, what idiots approved of these ones? And some of the original set weren't really approved by anyone. The ones from Japan, like the poo, like the aubergine, like the peach, like the gun or the bomb, things that probably wouldn't necessarily be you know, embraced by tech companies today to put on their phones. They all came from Japan. And mostly they were the work of one or two people over there who just wanted to put it on a specific phone before committees and everyone else got in the way of all the fun. Wow. But do you think <laughs> that, it, that it needs to be ruled by the subcommittee? It, it does in a technical sense. That the, the reason that emojis are popular today is that they do work on every phone. And that wasn't always the case. In Japan, sometimes you'd send a sushi and someone else would get a smiley face at the other end. They didn't have a committee and every phone company's emojis work differently. So there is there is a very specific reason why that committee needs to exist. Uh, but as I say, it does take some of the fun out of it sometimes. If people have to, I used to be on the committee, would be in meetings for oh, two hours a week and then quarterly meetings in person. It was a, it was, it was a long time. <laughs> there was a lot of discussion that went into getting sort of 50 new emojis approved. And, but it, it happens for a reason. When would you use the skull emoji? 
that that has come up in in recent years. That is now the new laughing emoji. That's I, I'm I'm dead. You've 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 killed me with laughter. I've laughed so much I have died. Oh, seriously? Uh, it, it, absolutely. That is a hundred percent, and that is quite. It's becoming quite mainstream now. About four years ago, I didn't have a clue about it. I was still running Emojipedia at the time, and I saw it creep up on some stats lists of popular emojis, and I was like, I don't understand why. Why are people using this skull and uh, you know, I'm 38. I had to uh, look to some younger people, and even then, in 2019, and now it is, I would say, borderline commonplace that people understand the skull emoji means. Yeah, I, it's an equivalent to the laughing crying, but it's considered less cringeworthy. What was the most controversial issue that you had to deal with when you were on the subcommittee? The most, the trickiest is always uh, geopolitical flags, in particular. Uh, it's not really even about the emoji at that point, right? Flags are controversial in general. You've got, say, the flag of, say, Afghanistan right now. Is it the Taliban flag? Do other countries recognize that? Uh, the flag of Northern Ireland isn't, isn't recognized by um, all parties there, so they don't have an official flag. Mm. Well, I would say personally, that's where I got the most grief from people of countries that didn't have an emoji flag or they disagreed with the flag that represented them. Uh, so, and then other other complications included brands trying to get their, their way into emojis as well, where you're not meant to have any real branded emoji. You know, if you look at the set, there's no particular brand on any of these cars or or um, the devices that are on there. It's only each platform has their own. So that was always a complicated matter too. But now everybody wants, you know, red-haired emojis and brown skin emojis which i suppose representation is tricky yeah. yes because uh, you know the sky's the limit right absolutely and th that is that is a challenge that uh, people would say to me you know why can't i have brown hair but white skin why is it white skin or dark hair or black hair or you sort of have red people red-haired people in their own section and it's just a numbers game you, no matter how many times you do it you're going to miss out somebody you're going to miss out a hairstyle or a hair color and I think a few years ago, perhaps the committee realized this was a never-ending uh, challenge and has almost opted out of it. Like we said about gifts before, the official stance is almost, well, there's all these other things that aren't emojis. And if you really want to show off yourself exactly or your friends, maybe use one of those. Maybe emoji isn't the perfect way to craft your exact set of features. Somebody wants to know why, oh, well, never mind, about aubergines. <laughs> okay. The singer... <laughs> The singer Alison Moyet told a story about how a Saudi woman invited her to join her harem by describing her husband as, you know, looking in parts of it like an aubergine. And Wayne suggested it's a common trope in some other cultures. Oh, okay. That, that's news to me, but I wouldn't be surprised if that, you know, the emojis, they're global and people use them for different reasons. And we end up with somewhat of a shared meaning, but it doesn't mean that everyone uses them the same way. In yeah. some ways, like the aubergine in Japan was considered lucky. Like every language. Excellent to talk to you, Jeremy Burge. Thank you.